Greetings, Scotty Reed here with a Black Talk Radio News Report and commentary on this particular episode. We will focus on racism and white supremacy and white women. We've been seeing a lot of videos here lately uh, just to document a few. Uh, I'm sure they've always been in the news, but just this week I've noticed on social media a rash of these stories um, on my screen, I have from our Black Talk Radio Twitter account, Permit Patty, who might be going to the slammer for being a drug dealer. This is the woman who operates a cannabis business, supposed to be selling the pets, but selling the people and may not have her permit at all. But this is the woman uh, who just last week who, who was filmed harassing an eight-year-old black girl who was selling bottled water on the street in front of her house and this woman threatened to call the police on her. That's an act of violence because we know uh, disproportionately the police commit acts of violence against black men, women, and children. So we've been seeing a rash of the, these stories. Uh, Barbecue Becky calling the police on people for being in an uh, area barbecuing that she said they shouldn't be in. Advised Media Network on Twitter, Twitter shared one, Ice Cream Granny, not only trying to stand in the doorway of this brother's car, but gets mad when she is asked politely to move. Let, let's give a listen to, to it. But I just need you to back up. That's all I'm asking, really. Like, you don't have to come over here. Okay. So, like, can you, like, no walk, like leave? No, back up. And that's your space, and this is my space here. No, but, like, can you, like, actually, like, back up so I can, like, close my door? Nope. Please. Like you I'm, had the door open. That was an invitation. No, nah, it wasn't an invitation. Okay. That's that's yes, what I'm was. trying to get across okay. to you right now. You better go to your management. No, no, no. All right, so here we had this uh, episode of road, road Rage from Ice Cream Granny, a white woman, and she didn't seem to be too threatened by uh, these two black men sitting in the vehicle, and I understand, okay, you got me blocked in, I'm in a handicapped space, just come up to the car and ask them to move. Don't come up to the car threatening people, invading their personal space, like you're going to get in the car and what have you. But again, threatening to call the police over, as opposed to just simply, hey, can you please move your car? I'm trying to get out. All right? So, um, man, they want to talk about people starting confrontations and what have you, which is totally ridiculous to to say that uh, when people are confronting public officials making very important policy affecting millions of people and those policies are violating human rights, that you shouldn't confront them and be civil. But, you know, let, let's not forget what kind of society we live in. But again, this is about the white woman's role in practicing or or helping to perpetuate white supremacy. So here's another video. This was posted on Twitter where we have a non-white person under attack by a white woman. And let's go ahead and give it a listen, but pay particular attention. I already previewed the video. And this woman is talking about mentioning Donald Trump's name, her president, what she what he called Mexicans and give you some backstory. This is a, a Mexican heritage man. His heritage is Mexican. Mexican is a nationality. He's an American. He was born 
in California. That makes him an American and, and outside of his regular job. He has a landscaping business with his mother. And him and his mother was out there uh, in this community doing work on a yard for a client when they were confronted by this white woman. So pay particular attention to what she says. I don't know why you hate us. Why do you hate us? Because we're Mexicans? We're honest people right here. Rapists? How many people have I raped? Rapists and animals. How many, how many drugs have I dealt? Huh? Oh, yeah? You believe everything you see on the news? You see how we're working hard right here? So, again, you know, this is just disgusting. Let me play it out. Just 15 more seconds. Just disgusting, terroristic behavior. No, dígale, ella está viendo, dígale, 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 ya vio que acabamos. No, dígale, ya, dígale, tuviste. Wow, I mean, mocking the woman using uh, Spanish. I mean, again, man. This is a gray-haired old white woman, probably been practicing racism, white supremacy all her life, passing it on to her grandchildren if she has any. And we're going to take a look at one more. I made a video about a week or so ago where I was weighing in on a child separation at the border issue, but... I had a different angle and I pointed out some children that perhaps needed to be separated from their racist parents who are in fact psychologically abusing these children, teaching these children how to practice racism and white supremacy and to mistreat other people and they start at a very young age. So we're going to take a look at this video. There's three numbers I could dial. 911. Okay? Yeah, right. Get out. Little punks. Uh -huh. Get that. All right, so here we have a white woman committing an act of violence. To give you a back, some backstory on that, let me uh, pull up the article from BuzzFeed that appeared this morning. Let's pull that, pull up that one. Um, they posted the Facebook video to this article, but this is a 38-year-old white woman you just witnessed assault a 15-year-old boy at a community pool. Uh, the boy was a guest at the pool of another teenager who is a resident of where this community pool is located. So she assaulted the 15 year old whose parents made a police report the police go out to arrest this woman for third degree assault and she assaults the police officers biting one pushing another um, allegedly caused harm or uh, damage to his knee and so you know this is just a uh, Frequent occurrence is what I'm trying to say. It's a frequent occurrence. This is behavior that was taught, taught to these women as little children as their parents taught them and they're teaching their children as you saw little children in this video. 
So there, there's a book to give some further context to what all of this behavior on the behalf of white women shows. So I was searching for some books that talk about the white women's role in white supremacy, uh, again, which is white supremacy is just a tentacle of slavery. It was white supremacist codes were legislated in the United States and during the colonial period in order to keep slavery in place and secure it as an institution. But I came across this book uh, mentioned here, Mothers of Massive Resistance, White Women and the Politics of White Supremacy. And somebody put up a slide on slideshare.net and let's just see what this book is about. Author Elizabeth Gillespie McRae, and she's a doctor, um, wrote this book, 368 pages, published by Oxford University Press this year in February. It's in the English language. This is what the book is supposed to be about. Why do white supremacist politics in America remain so powerful? Elizabeth Gillespie McRae argues that the answer lies with white women. Examining racial segregation from 1920s to the 1970s, Mothers of Massive Resistance explores the grassroots workers who maintain the system of racial segregation in Jim Crow. For decades in rural communities and university towns and in New South cities, white women performed a myriad of duties that upheld white over black. Censoring textbooks like censoring out the fact that slavery was never abolished by the 13th Amendment. All right, Denying marriage certificates, deciding on the racial identity of their neighbors, celebrating school choice, canvassing communities for votes, and lobbying elected officials. They instill beliefs in racial hierarchies in their children. Again, teaching these children. Some of these children need to be removed by social service from these racist households. They're creating monsters, as Black Rose of Mind, Body, and Spirit Radio said on her t uh, network, on her radio program, which is on Black Talk Radio Network. It goes on to say, without these mundane, everyday acts, white supremacist policies could not have shaped local, regional, and national politics the way it did or lasted as long as it has. With white women at the center of the story, the rise of post-war conservatism looks very different than the male-dominated narratives of the resistance to civil rights. Women like Neil Battle Lewis, Florence Sillers Ogden, Mary Dawson Kane, and Cornelia Dabney Tucker, Tucker publicized threats to their Jim Crow world through political organizing, private correspondence, and journalism. Now, it's important to point out journalism as you had that white woman stalking Representative Maxine Waters pretending to be a journalist, a pro-Trump journalist, how can you even say that you're pro-anything and call yourself a journalist when you're not being objective? What you are is a propagandist, but we saw that white woman confronting and holding up uh, Maxine Waters as she was trying to make it to the House floor in an elevator to uh, vote on a piece of legislation. Uh, again, the white woman in white supremacy, man, I'm telling you, um, it is no coincidence that we keep seeing all these pictures and these videos of these white women. Uh, it says their effort, efforts began before World War II in the Brown decision and persisted past the 1964 Civil Rights Act and anti-busing protests. White women 
women's segregation is politics stretched across the nation overlapping with and shaping the rise of the new right. Mothers of Massive Resistance reveals the diverse ways white women sustain white supremacist politics and thought well beyond the federal legislation that overturned legal, legal segregation, in other words, legal racism and white supremacy protected by law. All right, these women, think of these monuments that uh, to uh, Confederate slavers and those who died for the, for the cause of keeping people enslaved. Those were mostly put up by the daughters of the Confederacy who lobbied, as the book talked about, of getting these, raising money, organizing, uh, lobbying officials to erect these monuments to white supremacy at our courthouse doors or in the town square. So check out, do check out the book by Elizabeth Gillespie McRae, Mothers of Mass Resistance, White Women and the Politics of White supremacy what we're seeing is nothing new it's it's not anything new it's not anything we haven't seen in the united states before and it has a long long tradition all right this has been scotty reed with a black talk radio news report and commentary on white women and racism white supremacy uh please continue to make donations to the nonprofit new media organization black talk media project we manage btrcommunity.com, a safe digital space for black thought, as well as hosting Black Talk Radio Network, a digital podcasting and broadcasting platform. Peace and blessings to all.